Hello and welcome to SaltWire Today for Friday, May 27th. I'm Scott Squires, in for Kate Walker. We begin today with gunshots ringing out in a Dartmouth neighborhood all too familiar with the sight of police tape and shell casings. Ian Fairclough has more on the latest weapons incident in HRM. Halifax Regional Police are still investigating a shooting in Dartmouth at supper time Thursday. Police were called just before 5 p.m. to the area of Verlika Drive in Churchill Court after several shots rang out. There were no immediate reports of injuries. Police have not said whether there were any arrests. Late Friday morning, Constable John McLeod said he hadn't been told whether there was a description of the shooter or shooters, whether they were on foot or in a car, or if it was known who was targeted. He did say that a residence was struck by bullets. Rolika Drive, a nearby street, saw eight shootings in 2021, and another three occurred within two kilometers. Three people died and two others were injured in those incidents. Anyone with information on the shooting is asked to contact police or Crime Stoppers. For the Saltwire Network, I'm Ian Fairclough. Installing solar panels is getting more attractive as prices for heating oil and power increase. About 700 HRM residents have gone with the city's streamlined Solar City program since it started back in 2016. Saltwire's Jen Taplin spoke with one of them. Terry Lou Bolger is a friend to the environment. She drives an electric vehicle and recently installed solar-powered electricity for her home in Ingramport, financed through the HRM Solar City program. Well, that's something I wanted to do for a long time was to get uh, solar power. It makes more sense now as Nova Scotia Power has applied for a 10% increase over two years. Through Solar City, she's financing the cost of the solar panels over 10 years based on a lien on her home. You're paying financing, so you're still paying for your power, um, but you're doing it through financing rather than through, uh, you know, Nova Scotia Power. So I kind of think of it as, you know, you're you're buying your power versus, you know, renting it from Nova Scotia Power. So it's like it's almost like you know, as if you're paying a mortgage. So the the our payments aren't going to go up. We're paying over ten years. Our 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 program, uh, our plan is a ten-year program, and so. Um, we're, we pay the same amount uh, every year and, until, we're, until it's paid for. In 10 years, then it'll be paid for and, uh, and we'll own it. And just like as if you were, you know, making a car payment or a house payment, something like that. So um, with Nova Scotia Power, if you're relying on them, then, of course, the rates are, you know, subject to change. So they can go up. They don't ever go down. So, you, you know, you don't know exactly what you'd be paying year after year on, for your power bill. But... When you're financing, you know, you know until it's paid off what you're going to be paying. The cost of installing solar electricity systems has gone down a lot since Solar City started as a pilot program in 2016, from about $31,000 to $23,000. But that's still a lot of money, however, and that's a big reason why Bolger applied to Solar City last year. It was around the end of the summer that we got the installation done, and then we didn't even have to pay our first um, for a pers- first financing bill until the end of January. So there was a big gap there where we didn't even have to pay. So uh, for us, it was a great program. They, it was very smooth. They, the company that we worked with was Aztec Power, Aztec Solar, I guess it's called. And um, they, they did all the work and they, they were wonderful. <laughs> it just made it very easy for us. But for Bolger, the real motivation for switching to solar was to make a difference. We've got electric cars. We've um, we've just always been really into you know doing what we can to for the environment. Uh, and you know, there's only so many things one person can do. So um, going solar is something that I've wanted to do for a long time. 
The Solar City installations in HRM account for about 20% of all systems installed in the province since 2016. In Ingramport, I'm Jen Taplin for the Saltwire Network. The multi-million dollar upgrade to the Dalhousie Arts Centre is being celebrated with resounding, an all-star concert tonight in the Rebecca Cohen Auditorium. Saltwire's Stephen Cook spoke with Clayton Burrell from the band Hillsburn to find out more. After winning three East Coast Music Awards earlier this month for the breakthrough album Slipping Away, Halifax indie pop band Hillsburn comes full circle tonight by taking part in the all-star resounding concert celebrating the new refurbishment of the Dalhousie Arts Centre. They'll share the stage with actor-turned-country singer Kiefer Sutherland, Polaris Music Prize winner and Dalhousie alumnus Jeremy Dutcher, Cape Breton's Demon of the Fiddle, Ashley McIsaac, North Preston's Rini and Mahalia Smith, and emerging artists from Dal's Fountain School of Performing Arts. Three of Hillsburn's members honed their musical skills at Dalhousie. Guitarist and keyboardist Clayton Burrell says a big part of the band's success comes from the extra layers provided by keyboardist Jackson Fairfax Perry, who also composes for theatre and film, and drummer Claire McDonald. Jackson's skills as a composer, like we draw on those all the time. He's written horn charts and string parts for tracks on most of our our albums. Um, And with Claire, like Claire's played basically every kind of music and there's a lot of subtlety to their playing. Clayton's sister Rosanna Burrell also attended Dal and as the band's singer, bassist and violinist, she provides the magnetic center in the spotlight that keeps fans coming back to their shows. Rosanna, I think, is a a natural born performer, has a personality for it and the and a lot of natural musical ability, but also that technical background and the kind of confidence you get from having that, which I think allows her um, to just do the music part and then be able to focus on the the performance part of it when we're playing. All four Hillsburn members look forward to seeing how the additions to the Dell Arts Centre, including a new acoustically perfect 300-seat concert hall, theatre costume department and rehearsal space, will enrich cultural life on campus and for the city at large. They also can't wait to finally play the Rebecca Cohen Auditorium after a previous show was cancelled by the pandemic. And they'll play the songs that earned the band three East Coast Music Awards. The thing with the awards is, to an extent, it's a crapshoot. Like, there's so many good projects that come out, and it's subjective who wins. Um, So you can't be too disappointed if you don't walk away with an award. But at the same time, if you do walk away with one, it genuinely just feels good. And it was, a, uh, it felt like a real, it was just a really kind of affirming recognition of all the work we'd sunk into slipping away. Hillsburn releases its first new material in two years in early July with the new single Room Across the Hall. And the band headlines a release show on July 9th at the Marquee Club. In Halifax, I'm Stephen Cook for the Saltwire Network. A group of volunteers took to Quinpool Road in Halifax recently to reclaim some unused spaces for plant life. Saltwire intern Jeff Keats brings us the story. The sign says it all. Quinpool Road in Halifax is blooming to life with the help of local residents, businesses and volunteers who gathered here on Thursday to fill neglected planters with new life using a technique known as guerrilla gardening, which takes unused public spaces and transforms them into flourishing gardens. Taking vacant spots across all along Quinpool and filling them with flowers, perennials mainly, so they'll come back year after year. 
um, to bring a little life to Quimpool. Kieran Steppen is a community planner and a passionate gardener. She says after planting her own gorilla-style garden on her street last summer, she wanted to do the same thing on a larger scale for the whole city to enjoy. So she teamed up with the Quinpool Main Street District Association to make it happen. I tore up the grass, city property, and um, planted a bunch of sunflowers and they bloomed for months all the way into November and people just loved them. And so this year uh, I talked with Carla, the Quinpool Road Director, and we decided to you know, make it a real thing. Carla Nicholson is the executive director of the Quinpool Main Street District Association. She says this project is an easy way for the public to help make their city look more attractive. It's a lot of work to uh, install planters and get people together to do it. And I think if uh, community groups and nonprofits did a little bit more of this, it would certainly make uh, the city more attractive for everybody. Steppen says there are multiple locations along Quinpool Road where they will be planting gardens. She says she hopes a new plant life will add some positivity and color to the area. You know, I think life will bring life. So the plant life, I think people will just enjoy and it'll bring more people to the streets and it'll soften Quinpool because it's kind of the most harsh street, I would say, in Halifax. You know, there aren't a lot of trees and, and plant life in general. And so hopefully this will soften the edges. In Halifax, I'm Jeff Keats for the Saltwire Network. Thanks to Jeff and also Fozzie Ibrahim. Both are from the Nova Scotia Community College Ivany campus and have been wonderful additions as Saltwire Network interns the last four weeks. It's May in Nova Scotia, so that means it's time for the annual release of the latest vintage of Tidal Bay. Saltwire sommelier and foodie Mark DeWolf is serving up tips on selecting a tidal bay and what local ingredients you can enjoy with them. So what are the five things you need to know about tidal bay? One, 100% Nova Scotia. Two, a blend of white grape varieties with Vidal, Lacadie Blanc, Saval, and Geisenheim 318, representing the majority of the blend. They are always fresh, crisp, and slightly aromatic. They're perfect for local seafood and they're made by talented local winemakers. To watch the full video and find recipes for local seafood dishes to pair with Tidal Bay, go to the Wine and Dine section of saltwire.com. It's time now for a glimpse of today's Thinking Out Loud with Sheldon McLeod. Today, Sheldon is speaking with Liberal MLA Brendan McGuire, who is asking for the government to help people out at the gas pumps. The tax on tax, that's what you're talking about. The fact that uh, there's a 15 cent per liter surcharge that's on before you even get to the HST. Now, right. it's my understanding, though, that the provincial government can't do anything about the federal portion of that. No. So so is that why perhaps Newfoundland is saying they're going to take off half, they're going to reduce the tax by half, and that's what you're suggesting the Nova Scotia government do? Yeah, and, and to be, and to be you know, not to make this a, a partisan issue, Liberals versus Conservative versus NDP, I'd also like to see the federal government do the same. I'd like to see the federal government give tax relief on their ta uh, to the people of Canada on their taxes, but we can only control what we can control. And right now, uh, the provincial government is making a windfall off of the price of gas. And so, uh, you know, we need to give Nova Scotians, not just, not just those that have to fuel up, uh, and and put oil in their tank. But, you know, we're looking at truck drivers and transportation and, and the cost of goods and services are going up because of this. And all that trickles down on all of Nova Scotians. And 
I just don't think it's appropriate in a time when uh, your paychecks are go are getting this, your spending power is getting smaller and smaller and smaller for government to be making more off of this. And, you know, I just think it's the decent, the decent thing to do. Nova Scotians right now uh, are, are hurting. And every time you go to the, to the uh, gas station and, and fuel up, uh, just look at the price and then think I could be saving 15% on this. And for Sheldon's full conversation, head to the opinion section of saltwire.com. Time now for the Atlantic Sportswire. Halifax Wanderers FC are seven games into their Canadian Premier League season. The club has two wins, two draws, and three losses, good for eight points in the standings. Their most recent match was a 2-1 loss to Major League Soccer side Toronto FC in the quarterfinal of the Canadian Championship. While it wasn't the result the Wanderers wanted, fans at the jam-packed Wanderers grounds in Halifax were treated to an outstanding match. It shows how good this club is, said Halifax midfielder Aiden Daniels. And for the Wanderers, the strong effort versus Toronto FC could build confidence as the team gets ready for its next CPL match. That next game is at the Wanderers grounds on Saturday, June 4th. And you can visit the Wanderers website for more information on the team as well as upcoming matches. Time to check in on the weather. Let's see what the forecast has in store for us with our weather specialist, Alistair Alders. Alistair? Happy Friday, Scott. Well, it was a cloudy day here in HRM. We also had some spotty showers, drizzle, and fog patches. Now, wet weather is in the weekend forecast. However, don't worry, some sunshine too. But this evening, it will remain cloudy. We'll have a chance of showers and drizzle. Fog will also move inland. We'll see the temperature near 16. And really, we don't move much during the overnight hours. We start the day on Saturday near 15 with morning fog and a chance of showers and drizzle. Showers and drizzle expected on Saturday afternoon with the temperature heading up to 19 degrees, 14 on the coast. A southwest wind throughout the day, 30 to 50 kilometers per hour. Now, we do see the showers continue on our Saturday evening, and there will also be a risk of thunder showers or heavy downpours. Now we do start to clear Saturday overnight, so it's really not looking too bad on our Sunday. Now in terms of rainfall before we get to that sunshine, about 5 to 10 millimeters here in Halifax, but if we get into any storms or heavy downpours, we could see some locally higher amounts. But we do clear out, making way for a nice day on our Sunday, mainly sunny with a high heading up to 22 degrees. Now we do need this rain. Unfortunate that it's here on the weekend, but it has been a dry month. Really, we could use a bit more rain with this system that is moving through but we'll take anything we can get even though it's on the weekend the good news is that there is also sunshine in the weekend forecast so take advantage of it have a great weekend scott thanks alistair that's all for now for more extended video and full online articles stay tuned to saltwire.com and you can find us on instagram and twitter at saltwire today i'm your host scott squires thank you for spending some time with saltwire today kate walker returns on monday Be well and have a wonderful weekend.